0: Welcome to the Innovate CT podcast. We'd like to welcome everyone to uh, episode seven of the Innovate CT podcast. And I'm honored to be interviewing John Murphy and his official title, according to his LinkedIn, is Professor of Digital Media and Design at the University of Connecticut. But I will let John give a little more background on uh, who he is and what that means, digital media and design, and what he's doing at UConn.
1: Hey, Nick, Uh, looking forward to doing this with you tonight. Um, Just briefly, I spent 30-plus years in the IT industry, um, doing everything from uh, when punch cards were out all the way through the dot-com boom, and uh, now um, I am at the University of Connecticut. I'm honored to be in this uh, really cool department, Digital Media and Design, the fastest-growing department on campus, where... We teach and work with our students um, to get them into um, in the fields of uh, digital media social media 2d animation 3d animation gaming um, you name it uh, anything that has to do with digital and social um, we teach it and it's one of the it's probably one of the the few uh, programs in the country that are totally immersed where it's not just uh you know a marketing department where you get some uh, exposure into animation or into um video or into uh, social or digital this is what they do uh, uh for 4 years and it's it's quite extensive and quite impressive
0: and and uh for those listening i will add uh john the the dmd website to the show the show information that'll be about the podcast so that's Edu for those listening. And that has literally everything you'd possibly imagine about the program. Uh, we know what it is, the concentrations and et cetera. And, you know, the reason I wanted to have you on, uh, our podcast is, as you know, you know, my goal is to, is to interview people doing innovative things in the education space. And I think, I think your entire program has, uh, is, is pretty innovative from how it started to, you know, how you guys select your teachers and how you do your curriculum. So if if you wouldn't mind sharing uh, a few of the innovative things you guys are doing as a, as a program, I think that would be great. Including uh, how you guys select your teachers, because as you just mentioned, you are not a, you know, lifelong uh, professor, right? You don't come from academia. You actually come from the business world. So I'd like you to add a little color to that, to kind of share why, why it is, um, the program picks the teachers the way they do.
1: Yeah. Great. That's a great question, Nick. Um, when the program began, I think about five years ago, it was treated, um, more of more from the approach of a startup. So a lot of the initial professors, um, although it was before my time, um, I'm assuming it was very similar to now were members of the, um, the industry and the community itself, i.e. they might have worked in film, they might have worked in digital animation, they might have worked in, um, in various aspects of industry, but they weren't academics, they, they probably weren't PhDs, most of them. They were entrepreneurs who uh, felt, for whatever reason, um, it was time to give back, it was time to teach, it was time to mentor and help others. So many of the original professors and, and, and teachers were from industry and not PhDs. So when you walk into the space and we have a building up at UConn um, at Bishop Circle, you'll feel it's a startup building. You'll feel the presence of people who have had, you know, really successful careers. Some of the folks I work with, uh, it, it, it's amazing, Nick. And you, you've probably met some of them, but they come from all walks of the digital industry. And you know, many over 20 years uh, in that space. It's just recently um, we're starting to hire some PhDs. We're starting to broaden um, our talent. Um, so now it's I think the future is even brighter. You know, the first five years, it was like a startup where we got off the ground. We exist. We're real. We're successful. We're, we're growing rapidly. And now we're um, starting to mature. And uh, it, it's it's a great time to be there.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, I think the having that mix of people from the industry and the business world, and now adding the PhDs, I think it's going to give the students a really good experience because I think you'll get the best of both worlds. But I, I think uh, one thing that I know you guys pride yourselves on quite a bit is really getting getting students the skills they need. And the preparation they need to get a job, right? When they're when they're done with when they're done with their program, which, um, which as you can imagine, with with the cost of school today, many many I'm sure students as well as maybe parents are really excited about that. So, one thing I wanted to ask you about is, can you share some of the really innovative things you guys are doing to get kids ready for jobs during their four years at UConn? Uh, that might be a little bit different from other other programs or other schools.
1: Well, for example, we've got um website development um we've got 2d and 3d animation so and uh so we'll talk about those for a second um so if students are in that uh focus area you know for their four years they literally are working um with professors on you know it's not just one or two courses in website development it's not just one or two courses in 2d or 3d animation they're literally immersed uh in these courses, uh, right out of the right right from the get go, and then they as they mature through the program, what I'm starting to see is they have internships with clients um, in Connecticut or New York, Boston, L.A., um, across the country, and then as part of this, this is one area, one thing that's really unique about DMD. We we have a, a class that they have to take multiple times called student ad agency and we literally have clients that come in from uh, various industries in Connecticut and we are an ad agency for that client for that semester and the students the students run it you know my job and any of the professors job is to guide and mentor smooth out the rough edges but the students literally Nick are meeting with clients going through requirements uh, sitting in meetings, giving status updates, having to follow a, a project timeline, then delivering you know maybe a 2D animation, maybe a virtual reality um, deliverable, maybe a social media strategy. They have to deliver that for the client and it's not just the work, it's working in a work environment with a client. you know they have to there are good days, there are bad days. Uh, the client's happy, the client might not be happy for a few minutes, but this is the real world. So when these students graduate, what I'm seeing is they're really prepared for the interview. They're really prepared on day one to go into the workplace and not be overwhelmed. It'll, it feels very familiar to them when they get in the workplace. And that's pretty cool because I know most of us, I know when I graduated college, uh, my, first, my first job, um, it, it was a culture shift. I, it was like, whoa, this is totally different than school. It took me a while to adjust.
0: No, and I think I mean that. I think mean, it's really unique what you guys do. And again, it's about you know between the student agency and the amount of internships that the, the program helps the students get. All that, and then obviously all their all their courses they're t- they're taking, their coursework and their schooling. That's getting them that's getting them career ready and job ready, which is is so important today. And I mean, to your point, they're completely immersed in this world for the whole four years they're they're there. And many students, um, as we discussed, are even coming into uh, into the program already having experience before they get to college. So maybe they've been you know, doing this. Um, yeah. You know, for fun or in high school. Right. Before they even get to college. So I think it's just it's, it's, I think it's really interesting how you guys kind of continue. The learning outside of the classroom as well, because I think that's. I think that immersive experience has really given them, a, you know, a leg up when they go into the real world, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, all of these students, Nick, when they apply, um, they've already been uh, passionate about this field uh, before they even applied to the University of Connecticut Digital Media and Design Department. Um, you know, they show up with portfolios. Their interview process um, is quite extensive. These students who show up as freshmen, they they are sharp. I, I'm just. One of the things I've been impressed with in the, the, my first year as a full-time professor is how talented uh, these students are in the digital space. Um, and our job is to help them understand uh, you know, a lot of the soft skills, um, the business aspect of this digital space. But they, they show up passionate, they show up knowledge, knowledgeable, and this is what they want to do.
0: Yeah, which which is you know, and I think it's it just kind of shows you the kind of student you guys are recruiting and uh, that, that's going through the program. So I don't know, I don't know if, um, if you have the numbers, but do you have any idea? You mentioned it's it was the fastest growing program at UConn. Do you have any stats around that that you can share?
1: Uh, I think we've got roughly three hundred and seventy to four hundred students in the program now. Um, roughly, you know, don't. Yep. Don't look it up and call me. You know, tell me I'm wrong because I am wrong. But it's probably three hundred and fifty to four hundred students right now, um, and I'm sure you know when we started it was probably you know 25, 30 students. Um, we're hiring more professors each year. We, we're, I think we're adding one or two uh, full time professors every year. Um, we, our graduate program. Uh, graduate. Uh, interns, graduate grad assistants who work with us. Some of them even help teach classes. So, and we are also offering online. And uh, I really wanted to mention, we've got a a growing uh, campus in at UConn in Stanford that uh, is part of our digital media and design family. And they do, they emphasize um, a lot of the work that's done in Metro New York. Um, so I think, it's fair to say that we're at a point now where we're we're probably are leveling off in our growth because we've got to catch up, from a professor standpoint, uh, from an academic standpoint, uh, you know, start to mature our offerings because we we've, we've grown so fast in the five years. So no, I and mean,
0: that's that's fantastic, and I, I think um, as as you kind of alluded to, there's a lot of jobs in the field in the fields that you guys are concentrating on. Which is is obviously you know enticing to to students that are coming into college and figuring out what they want to do and you know what they're passionate about. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about you. So you mentioned you came from the IT world. How did you end up as a professor at UConn, um, leaving IT and end up being what what you call yourself a digital and social media enthusiast?
1: Uh, well, I, I you and I have talked you know, obviously you know me pretty well. I think one of the things that I've done a lot of over 34 or five years in businesses, I've reinvented myself probably every five to seven years. Um, How did I get here? Well, you were part of that, uh, but I was out at, um, I was working at Cigna as an IT project manager and had just come off a really interesting engagement um, with a, a uh, small company that Cigna was investing in down in D- Washington, D.C., and literally there was some software that Cigna had that was uh, needed to be implemented around social media listening, and I just uh, looked at it, uh, implemented it uh, on my own desktop, started researching the possibilities, and I thought it was where uh, the next very interesting and fun thing in, in the digital space was moving towards. So, long story short, I started a social media listening team at, at Cigna uh, with my um, leadership approval. And how did I staff it? I staffed it with UConn students. Um, that got me uh, introduced to some of the um, leadership at UConn. And then I happened to be given a speech out at Facebook um, as part of a panel. And I was with um, some leaders out there. One of them was the CEO of a company called Shareably, Tanya Yuki, who is a friend of mine. And literally at dinner, she said, hey, John, you you know, it looks like you've had quite a career. You you reinvent yourself often. What do you see yourself doing next? What have you always wanted to do? And I didn't hesitate. I just said, oh, I'd love to teach. I'd love to be a professor. Um, That's just something I've always wanted to do, but never did. So she, she literally challenged me. She says, Well, what's stopping you? Why don't you go do it right now? So I, uh, you know, with literally within a, a few weeks, I, um, through folks like yourself, I uh, was introduced to some of the leadership up at UConn in the digital media design department. They invited me up to, to chat, went in and chatted. And I think it was the middle of December. And they said, you know, we really could use an adjunct professor to teach a course that starts in the third week of January. Would you like to do that? I'm like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> so six weeks later, I literally, with the approval of my employee, employer at Cigna, was driving up from the Hartford area to stores, uh 9 o'clock on Tuesday and Thursday mornings and was teaching a class six weeks later. That's how it all started and then just went from there. And.
0: So you started as an adjunct, and now you've been – I think you've said you've done one full year of, uh, of, of teaching um, full-time, and you're going into year two. So how, how have you evolved as, as a professor uh, from an adjunct to now going into year two full-time? Like, How has that changed?
1: Well, I spent the first – I think the first full-time year, um, as I was telling some of my colleagues, every day was a new day. Uh, everything was the first time, and um, I learned quite a bit. It's a transition to go from working in industry to being a full-time professor. Um, so it, I was getting to lay the land at, from a procedural standpoint and other things that I have to do in order to be successful. Um, now that it's the summer between the first year and second year, I'm really excited because now I know what the year looks like. Uh, I'm excited to introduce some new um sections in my teachings i'm excited to start a social media command center up at, at uconn i'm excited to start partnering with other departments uh, getting some of their students into our classes over in digital media and design working on projects with you know the communications uh, major the the journalists um, majors uh, there's a lot that we really want to do because we're an entrepreneurial group and i'm excited to, to start that so year two means um, I'm going to start some of these exciting things.
0: So you mentioned social media command center. Uh, can you share any details about that
1: or is that top secret at to this point? No, it's not top secret. It's uh, it's something I've had a vision for for years that I've wanted to do. And um, I'm fortunate enough to work in a, in a department where everybody is extremely supportive. And uh, so what th- what that's going to be is we've got some space. We're going to have Four to eight giant screen TVs on the wall um, hooked up to some software that will allow us to go out and listen in um, and gather mentions and conversations that are taking place on social and digital media worldwide. It's all publicly available information that people are okay with uh, being collected. We gather that information, Nick, and what we're basically trying to do is we're going to get clients uh, both on campus at the University of Connecticut and in the state of Connecticut and nationally. We're going to get clients that um, are going to use our services to help their brand or their area of focus to you know, protect their brand so that in case something bad is happening on social media, they know it right away, to measure their performance on social and digital media uh, promote and optimize their content on social media. Uh, these are areas that a lot of companies it's new to. Uh, they really don't know how to harness this information and that's what our students are going to be expert at. Um, give you an analogy. We, we really want to be the, the Quinnipiac of social media data. and We want to be as good as Quinnipiac is when it comes to survey data so that people look at UConn to understand what's going on in social media what's going on in digital media and how can that information help their brand
0: yeah i think that's a really cool analogy because i think every time you hear a poll um quoted on any any sort of newscast it's always seems to be quinnipiac so i think that's a great analogy that you mentioned there so and again i think everything we just kind of covered i think people are really starting to get a sense of how innovative the digital media design program at UConn really is and how you guys are doing things that are just different from what, you know, other programs at UConn doing and especially other schools are doing. So um, I guess my, my last question that I'll, I'll leave you with is, so how did, how did this happen? Right. I mean, you you talked about how this was like this startup mentality for for the program and it, it wasn't a traditional department how, how does something like this happen at a school that's been around for hundreds of years? Um, because you don't, you know, and the reason I asked that is you don't hear about that many new programs, you know, really like full programs popping up at schools these days. Like you might hear of new majors, right? Like, Oh, there's a new major or there's a new minor in in, in a, in a school, but this is like a whole new department. How'd that happen?
1: Well, I have a fellow professor, Bill Congdon, who, um, He's uh he, he does the business strategies focus with me in the digital media and design department, and Bill, Bill knows the story from day one way better than I do. So I'm I'm getting this second and third hand. Um, so I, I apologize if I get some of it wrong, but I I think it went something like this, Nick. I think there was a visionary. Um, his, his name was Tim Hunter. Uh, is Tim Hunter? Tim uh, lives out in Colorado now. I think Tim had been in business for many, many years um, doing shows for uh, rock bands, um, Broadway plays, uh, done a lot of digital work. And I, he was an entrepreneur, and I think he felt that there was a gap, that the educational system wasn't delivering high-quality graduates who could step into the industry space and hit the ground running. So I think he literally... Uh, gathered some allies at the University of Connecticut and started selling the idea to various um, deans and department heads to see where it might fit best at the University of Connecticut and through probably his energy and his allies energy, they got approval and they, they literally got a space in a building and literally start from the ground up um, where they have studios and hallways uh, found found some money to buy some software and some screens um, hired a few professors but the key was and I think this is really interesting is that the deans and the administrators and whoever the powers would be at that time saw that Tim's vision was valid and encouraged and supported it which is really unusual you're right um really unusual and i suspect because i wasn't there then that tim and, and the original crew they, they were they probably worked their butts off to uh you know recruit students and get this off the ground i can't even imagine what it was like the first couple of years putting this together i really can't because i show up in year four or five um and you know there's tons of class offerings just, um lots of professors uh, We're you know I can't I can't even tell you I mean, if you stepped in and took a job there now you'd be like oh wow this is a great department and it's uh, doing some right things but well, how does that happen in five years that is not easy
0: no I think and I think it's just, it's really unique because clearly Tim was ahead of his time I mean he started this five years ago and now look at, you know, how much the program has grown and how many people um, are applying and are getting in and are getting jobs in the in these fields, right? So it, it really, I think it shows how visionary he was. And I give a lot of credit to, to the University of Connecticut for listening to Tim, seeing, you know, seeing him kind of share his vision and then enabling him to make it happen because I think it was, you know, I'm sure there was obviously some risk involved um and in in doing this and clearly that's paid off and as you guys continue to be successful so i just i think it's worth telling that story because i think it is very unique and again i think that kind of goes back to the dna of the department where you have so many people that came from industry and business and not from academia
1: yeah which is, it, which, which is very unique it is unique and you know i'll i'll, I'll finish the tim story uh, with this you know he tim um retired uh a year ago um and I remember asking him why, why he might be leaving. And, you know, he said, look, I was the guy to start it. And, uh, now we need someone, um, to take it to the next level. And our, our new department head, uh, Tim's successor, he- Heather Elliott, uh, Famolaro. she came from Bowling Green. And, um, now her, her vision is to take it to the next level and grow it. And, you know, she's really passionate about this field. Uh, you know, she's working year round, um, to, uh, help us grow, you know, get, get better facilities, uh, increase our program offerings. Uh, there's so many things that Heather's working on and, you know, Tim was absolutely right. He goes, Hey, I took it, you know, I started, I got it running, but we need someone with different skills to take to the next level. And, and, uh, with, you know, with Heather as our leader, now um, we're seeing that next phase begin it. It's pretty cool that, um, um, they're participating in it. It, it. This doesn't happen much. Usually, probably if you go to a school and you're a professor somewhere, the department's been there 50 years. You, you know, if you teach accounting, I mean, you probably teach something similar every year. That's not like that's not what we do. We we literally like I'm teaching social and digital media classes, Nick, and I have to. I'm trying to stay three weeks ahead of the students because this field changes so quickly. Yeah, and that and that is, I mean, that is a really interesting point
0: and something that I'm sure not all professors would be comfortable with because to your exact point it, it that is very that is a very different way of teaching and with such a dynamic environment and industry that you're working in and with new technology and new platforms it, it's almost to your point you're constantly learning as the students are constantly learning so
1: yeah we're most of our most of uh the folks on our team we work in the summer um some of them are consultants uh in the digital and social space or, or Animation space. Some of them do research. They do their own projects. They have their own entrepreneurial ventures. There's a whole collection of different things that my colleagues do, and and literally every month I find something new out, and it just blows me away that wow they're doing that. Geez, uh, so it's constant. It's literally constant. No,
0: so again, you know, thank you for for making the time to uh, to, to chat with us, and it really is. I really, truly believe it's it's a it's such a unique program and I was glad that you'll be able to tell that story to all of our different uh, listeners out there and again i'll, I'll put the uh, the website in the in the show description so everyone can go check that out and I'd love to you know reconnect maybe maybe after the fall semester you know as you go into the spring semester to hear about some of the new things you guys are doing that are you know exciting and innovative and i just want to say thanks again
1: yeah, I'd love to love to connect with you, Nick, in the in the fall and winter. Um there's a lot of a lot of new things occurring in DMD and uh look forward to sharing them with you and I think your listeners will uh I hope they get to check out the UConn DMD link and find out who we are. I think they'll be impressed. It's uh it's something really cool happening here in Connecticut and uh I'm really glad you had me on the show to talk a little bit about it.
0: If you would like to get involved with Innovate C T please visit our website at www.innovatect.org. There, you can find links to our social media. We currently are active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.